Welcome to Beers in the Sheds, a podcast where we talk about all things sport, beer, some random banter, and basically all those things you talk about with your mates over a couple of beers in the sheds after the game. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined by my good mate each week, Daniel Friend. I'm based on the sunny coast in Queensland, and Friendy is based on the central coast of New South Wales. He'll be talking NRL, I'll be talking AFL, pretending we're experts in both, and talking about a whole lot of other stuff in between. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day, Josh. How you going, mate? Good friendy, mate. And you? Yeah, I'm well. Uh, it's uh, last day of term today, school. So, yeah, uh, ready to go for holidays. Holidays, bring it on. Yeah, so this Friday morning we're recording this um, before another big week of finals footy. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I can't wait for this weekend. Definitely. Yeah, it's um, this is the, the real pointy end, isn't it? Uh, the penultimate week. Yeah, mate, I, I think it's often, and it's spoken about, the, this week of finals for the AFL is often the best footy of the season. You, yeah. you, the prelim games are massive. You've you've really got to win a grand final to get to the grand final, and I know that's, that's a bit of a cliche, but I think um, often the prelims are just so hard fought because everyone's doing everything they can to get in the granny, whereas the grannies can often be a little bit one-sided. They can be a good game, but they can also be really one-sided. So, yeah, I can't wait. Bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, mate. And hopefully... For our listeners that I tipped up when the final started, I said Collingwood in the AFL and Penrith in the NRL, you could get 280 about it to get to the grand final, both of them. So this weekend that comes to fruition if you are on it and if they well, if they win. Nice, nice. Well, let's kick things off with the NRL, mate. Um, give us a little update. What, what happened last week and uh, who's looking hot this week? Uh, the Storm snuck home against the Roosters. Uh, Cameron Munster pulled a rabbit out of the hat in the last minute. Uh, crossfield kick. Will Warbrick, AFL style, hands up above. Yeah, I saw um, that. Mate, it was a ripper. And, it, and then he still had to do a little bit of work to get the ball down, big stretch out. And that was um, that was brilliant. And then uh, the Mighty Knights, unfortunately, were not very mighty over in New Zealand. They got touched up. We... Uh, we had a trial match up in Newcastle for cricket and obviously playing against a Newcastle side, most of them wanted to watch the game and we even moved the start time forward being a trial and got off the field uh, about five minutes or 10 minutes into the game and it was 16-0 and uh, we're all pretty disappointed. So, yeah, the Knights bow out after a big long run of 10 wins in a row. Uh, well done to the Warriors. They're, they're going to be hard to beat this week. Um, yeah, so it leaves, again, it leaves the top four remaining so the winner will come from the top four yet again uh we're yet to see since the top eight system we're yet to see anyone outside the top four win the premiership so i think it's only happened a couple of times in afl maybe the western bulldogs yeah it's a bit yeah well let's try that they came from quite low i mean i'd i'd have to check that but it's not that yeah. easy right oh but i reckon uh, it's probably easier than it was once upon a time remember when the yep. old five yep. you had yeah. to work your way up and work your way up to get to the, the guys who finished first so it's probably yep. More likely, but still doesn't happen that often. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, this week, uh, we tonight, we kick off with the defending premiers of the last two seasons, the Penrith Panthers. They're heavy favourites against the Melbourne Storm, and I think they're going to win and win well. Uh, not necessarily. I don't think they're going to rack up a, an amazing, huge score, but I just think Melbourne's attack is just its just impotent. They, they are just non-threatening. They're just, yeah, I don't know. There's something going on there with Melbourne. Uh, they're going to need a lot to go their way to beat the Panthers tonight. 
at Acor Stadium. There's been a bit of rain around last night, so it'll be slippery conditions, which just suit the Panthers even more. Nathan Cleary will kick them to death, and uh, their forward pack just works so hard in defence. So I believe the Panthers will win and, and win comfortably. I don't think there's many points in the Melbourne Storm. And then Saturday night, this I cannot wait to watch. The Broncos up at Suncorp against the high-flying Warriors who have a good record up at Suncorp. They'll get a lot of support in southeast Queensland, the uh, the Kiwis. And, yeah, I think it'll be an absolute cracker. I think it, it could be decided by a field goal, penalty goal, something. I think the Broncos will start hot. Uh, I believe their, their forwards, Payne Haas, Tom Flegler and Pat Carrigan get them off to such a good start. I, th- I think they'll come out of the box firing. The Warriors, when their bench comes on, they've definitely got the superior bench. Dylan Walker gets them um, that sort of leg speed through the middle, and I think they'll maybe level it back up. And then, yeah, it's down to the the late rounds of the bout. Uh, and I think Adam Reynolds' boot will get Brisbane home in some fashion, whether that's a field goal, penalty goal, or maybe set something up with his his boot. I don't know, but yeah, it'll be a cracker. How did um, Sean Johnson pull up? Yeah, he's sweet. I, I think they. Um, they genuinely they could have played him in the first week of finals uh, because he looked a hundred percent to me last week and even to the point where the trainer at the end of the game the game was gone with 10, 10 minutes to go and the trainer was yelling at it like abusing him to get off the field because they wanted to take him off for next week and he just said no and stayed out there so yeah I think he's fine Shawnee J and I saw a thing during the week um Sean Johnson and Adam Reynolds he's now the Brisbane halfback but I think it's 12 years ago or 13 years ago, they played the very first uh, under-20s, or sorry, it might have been the second under-20s uh, grand final um, when the Holden Cup was the thing uh, against each other. They were the opposing halfbacks and they played yeah. each other this week. Yeah, there was a few less tattoos back then, uh, but, yeah, they're uh, against each other again. So, yeah, Brisbane in a tight one for me and Penrith convincingly tonight, I think. Awesome. All right, good stuff, Friendy. Good wrap. I'm you'll be glued to the... The set over the weekend. Have you got cricket on as well, though? No, nah, just training. We start next week. So two games next week, uh, which will be good because the grand final's on the Sunday. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's good. But, mate, AFL, uh, yeah, like you said, two cracking games. How are we looking? Yeah, look, I, like I said, I love this time of year. It's going to be some pretty good footy tonight uh, and tomorrow. Well, it's sort of tomorrow mid-arvo. So it's like a five. Or five o'clock kind of start tomorrow, so it's a little bit of an early afternoon game. But um, yeah, tonight we'll see. Um, well, let's just let's just wind it back to last week. I mean, there was really some some pretty good footy played last week too. Um, you know, the demons were probably favourites to to um, to win that, but GWS, sorry, Carlton. Geez, I did that last week too. Mixed up the uh, mixed up the games, but the demons were out in straight sets again too. So last year they lost both their finals and um, headed out the door. So. Um, it was interesting to see that happen again and, and see a Carlton team that is still on that real high from their um, form towards the end of the season. So interestingly, their f- first 13 games, they only won four and they managed to find their way in the final. And now they're actually, you know, right up there. And I think they'll be in there again this week. It's going to be a, a tougher challenge for them, but um, really close win, um, you know, last minute goal um, for, for them to get over. And I don't know if you saw any of it, but Max Gorn yeah. was on the goal line. That was a really strange block. You know, Melbourne um, kicked in. It was it was going in short. There were two defenders there. He might have left it. And maybe a defender got a hand on it. I don't know. It was kind of strange. He actually tapped it forward. He didn't uh, – Just it was a bit strange. So, look, there were a few things that were costly, but I'm sure Max and, and the look on his face when the siren went, 
he wasn't real happy. Uh, I saw a post-match interview too, and he was looking pretty pretty blank. But, um, but yeah, super intense game. So it'll be Carlton's first prelim since 2000. Um, and, oh, mate, they, they played well. They kept fighting. They kept fighting, and they deserved to win. Um, Melbourne would be disappointed, I know, no doubt. Uh, and then the Giant Killers on the other side of the, the draw, um, GWS, um, with two good for Port uh, on the road. Um, so, again, awesome awesome effort from those guys who, again, sort of snuck in the eight, and uh, now they're causing trouble with the big teams at the pointy end of the season. So, um, interestingly, their, their coach, it's first year coach, and it's pretty amazing to get your team to a prelim as your first year. I think there's only a handful who have ever made it to a granny. So, um, be interesting to see if, if he can keep that success going. Um, and Toby Green, you know, love him or hate him. Um, he is the grub. He's the super grub in uh, in AFL. Um, a pretty inspirational captain who kicked uh, their first two goals to sort of start it off. So, um, yep. he'll be hoping to do that again, I would think. And he, he can probably help get them right in the game. But again, I think they've got a really tough challenge um, this week. But it was awesome. Really good footy. Really good entertaining footy last you- week. Did you see, just quickly, did you see, I think it was uh, his name, I just had a look, it's Toby Bedford. Did you see his mum at all in the post-match? Oh, I did. I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> How good was that? You had oh, a few, but she was uh, mate, very complimentary was, of everyone. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, that, I thought they handled that very well, uh, the guys in there <laughs> on the television. Uh, it was, yeah, I, she was, watched, I watched a lot of post-match stuff, actually, last week. I watched... Yeah. Um, after the Carlton game, BT does his thing in the dressing room and he walks around. And it was highly entertaining. I mean, again, yeah. you can love or hate BT. Sometimes he's over the yeah. top. But the Carlton dressing room was amazing. But then he, he did go into the Melbourne dressing room to show the show the difference. And it was just complete yeah. polarising opposite. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the post-match stuff's been pretty good too. And it's nice to get that access to players and Absolutely. coaching staff and stuff that close. And the AFL have done that really well, I think. Uh, so that brings us to this week. Um, yeah, look, I think really good footy, um, edge of your seat stuff. Uh, I am going to stick with the favourites this week, though. I think Collingwood will be um, too good for GWS, uh, even though they're going to be really fighting tooth and nail to get in there. Um, but, you know, GWS, they had that little taste of a granny back in 2019. Um, I know they got a bit of a touch-up from the Tigers, but they'll be really wanting to get in there because your first granny usually cop it a little bit uh, and they'd be better for the run. So I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. Um, but like I said, Collingwood with a week off, it's kind of hard to know really, right? Is it good to, to lose that form and take a break and give the players a rest or is it better just to keep the continuity going? But they are an awesome team and have proved that all year. So I'm going to stick with the Pies. Is Dacos back in? He is back in, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, I mean, that'll add to it. But again, he's a little bit down on match practice. Yeah. Um, if GWS can get in their face... Um, you know, they're obviously not afraid to travel on the road and beat the big teams. So mm. I think it'll be a really good game. I think it'll be a lot closer than, than most people think. Uh, the other side of that draw, um, again, I'm going to stick with the Lions to beat Carlton. I, I, you know, after watching Carlton win some games, I sort of want them to win. I almost want to cheer them in. But Brisbane at home at the Gabba is going to be a massive advantage. And they've proven that all year. I think they're, they're both tough teams. So I think you're going to see a pretty bruising battle out there. So, I, again, I think this will be really entertaining to watch. Um, but with a dominant kind of Lions crowd there at the Gabba, uh, I don't know if you saw airfares were just, you know, getting to a 1000 bucks Melbourne to to Brizzy. It's usually the other way around, like to get down to the granny. Yeah, yeah. Wherever you're flying from, airfares go through the roof. But um, as if Qantas didn't need any more bad press about price gouging. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that'll probably deter... 
or mean that they've got to drive. Who knows? There could be lots of crazy things happening. But um, but being a, a Lions crowd, I think we'll see. Um, yeah, I think we'll see Brisbane get up in that one. But again, going to be a cracker. Absolutely. Well, thank you, mate. And looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I I think two close games for sure there. Uh, and no nerves coming to play this time of year. Nerves, expectation, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, they're never a foregone conclusion, uh, prelims. Thank you, mate. I uh, really enjoyed that. Now, we'll move on. We sort of changed the format around a little bit this week. It'll make sense in a, in a sec to everyone. But firstly, we're going to cover Aussies abroad. Uh, all I've got really is the Aussies lose to Fiji at the Rugby World Cup. And Eddie Jones just takes accountability, he says, and, and all that sort of stuff. And then I've seen Drew Mitchell come out, former Wallaby, and absolutely give it to Eddie. Expletives and, yeah, what the F does that mean? You take accountability. Well, you, you're still coaching next week. You don't get stood down. And, yeah, uh, pretty disappointing times for the Aussies in the rugby. I mean, the once proud Wallabies, they've never lost to Fiji and they've come out and done it in a World Cup. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know where to go from here for them. The only way is down if we're talking rugby. If you're yeah. in my eyes, I just think it's, Struggling. A, it's a downward spiral. So mm. I don't know how they're going to resolve that one. But, um, yep. yeah, not awesome. Um, mate, the only other thing I had with Aussies abroad, and he's not necessarily a player, um, but Ange Postacoglu, who is at Tottenham, is just literally doing the Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, you know, he, everyone loves him. He's got he's got the one that's only five games in, but they're they're in second place, and um, he's become a crowd favourite. Whereas post, sorry, well post last season when they announced they're going to put him in, fans were ropeable. They're like, who? What? We deserve better. We're a big club. You know, Ange has only ever coached you know Scottish Premier League, and you know why are we getting him? But now they love him, so he's he's turned the corner, and I think he's doing an awesome job uh, yeah. representing Aussies abroad. Really, absolutely, our Ange. Very good. Uh, mate, normally over the weekend, it's getting to that time of year, the sun's out, barbecue, we'll have a beer, maybe even go to a brewery, something like that. Do you have a beer of the week? Yeah, I do. It was, uh, I just listened to a podcast and it reminded me of uh, a brewery down in Marrickville in Sydney called Willie the Boatman. Um, really? And I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a cool little brewery. And I went there a long time ago on a, actually on a brewery tour when I lived in Sydney. Um, next door, they were like an axe throwing place and, and they just had cool beers, and it was one of those early, fairly early adopters in Sydney um, as far as that craft beer scene. So um, I think they're over 10 years now, those guys. Um, but it, it sprung to mind because they do a beer called the Albo um, Pale Ale, and it's got Albo, Albo on the front. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's a bit of a staunch supporter of, of Willie the Boatman. Um, and I've just seen his head in the news a bit lately, so it reminded me of, of Willie the Boatman. So check those guys out in Sydney. Um, highly recommend them. Good beers, good venue. Awesome. Um, yeah, Does he, um, can Albo skull like hockey? You reckon? I don't think yeah, I've seen him skull. I've seen him. I've seen him drink them. He's, yep. he's, he's a he's a proper supporter. He's not just saying yeah. he supports craft beer. I've seen him drink an Albo. Yeah. Um. I don't think anyone can do it like hockey. No. Nah, no. Nah, I agree, mate. He's the best of the best. Thank you, Josh. Willie the boatman. Get get there and check it out if you're in Sydney. Uh, have a look and have an Albo. Uh, maybe that'll help him and his popularity at the moment. So it's waning. It's waning. Now, this one, obscure sport and obscure sports news. We're going to link it up with something else later. That's why we've moved it around. But this is bizarre. It's it's a current story, and it's of a former test cricketer, Stuart McGill, uh, leg spinner, used to spin at a mile, Stewie. 
I think he's spun the truth a mile uh, recently. He's, um, if, if you remember a few months ago, maybe six months to almost a year ago, maybe, you saw the news, Stuart McGill tied up, kidnapped, nude, uh, and taken he's to nude. A, He was nude. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but yeah. He was nude, taken to a warehouse and beaten severely. Talk about cutting his fingers off if he didn't pay these people 150 grand and all this sort of stuff. Taken from the leafy North Shore and then he got chucked out to, I don't know, Western Sydney, out near like Lakemba or something. Anyway, Stewie has done multiple interviews and said that it was traumatic and weird and he didn't leave his house or his apartment for four weeks and all this sort of stuff. Uh, apparently, these guys were... So this is all alleged. Uh, we don't want to get sued here at Beers in the Sheds. There's not much to sue. Um, but, it's yeah, apparently these guys were cocaine dealers. And he said he knew nothing of it. He knew the people but knew nothing of the deal. Now, it's come out five days ago. Stuart McGill has been charged with dealing or been known to of uh, a deal of commercial amounts of cocaine. So that's like $330,000 the deal was worth, which is bit over a kilo they're saying um yeah so stewie he might have spun the truth as i said um i just think it's the most bizarre story most obscure sports story oh it's it's just so weird what do you think mate well a lot of celebs try to get in front of the news right they'll make their Mm. statement so they can you know call their version of the truth but uh pretty wild story that he's he's called down and and probably thinking you'll never get caught out. But, um, yeah. mate, it was a bizarre story when it came out, and I yeah. guess it was believable. Well, I'm like, wow, that's weird as hell, but I guess that shit can happen. But uh, to see the real story come out probably just puts a little more egg on his face. And, yeah, um, yeah, what a, what a bizarre individual. I know he, when he left the cricket world, he was the red wine connoisseur and yeah. obviously uh, just kept going from there. But, um yeah, bizarre story, mate, that's for sure. That's so weird. I mean, imagine he said that it was a, a cabbie that um that picked him up on the side of the road after he'd been chucked out. Uh, I guess he had some clothing on at this stage, uh, after he'd been beaten and everything. And it and a cabbie just so he had no wallet, nothing. Cabbie took him back and took him to the hospital and stuff. And yeah, just all bizarre. And it turns out that allegedly, or what the police are alleging, uh, that he may have been involved. So yeah. I think you, you start spinning a story like that with that much detail oh. in there. And if it's all bullshit, you get found out pretty quick. So well, why would um, you go why would you go on channel seven and channel nine and everything, do the <laughs> poor the poor me interview? And then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, I don't know. Weird one. So it brings us to our next segment, Ale or Bail. And of course, Stuart McGill is the subject. Are you ailing or bailing? Josh? I'm I'm ailing straight away. Yeah, there's too many questions to ask. Oh, yeah. he, he's obviously, well, he can spin a yarn, so maybe he's good with a story over a beer. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be my kind of guy. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if it would be a regular occasion, but I'd catch up for a, an ale, just just the single ale, just to see where Stewie's at. But, One uh, ale? I mean, two questions? Great, great. Yeah, well, <laughs> a couple One of questions ale. while I could yeah. and then get out of there. Yeah, two questions like how did that happen? And are you still living in Shane Warne's shadow? I don't, I'm not, well, sure he's like either, not, not sure he's like either of those. <laughs> I'd ask him about his his career with the Blues because he played a lot of cricket, yep. uh, domestic cricket because he of Shane Warne. So he still, to be cricket. fair, he, he still took 200 Test wickets. I think he's he did. It would go Warne, Lyon, Benno, McGill. 
in terms of spinners for Australia. Uh, I think O'Reilly would maybe be, or Grimmett, maybe one of those two would be just behind. But yeah, I'd say McGill would be about fourth in terms of spin bowling for in Australian history. So pretty impressive. Um, yeah, Stewie. But yes. All right. Well, let's let's have an hour with him and unravel the real the real story, the real Stuart McGill, Un- underbelly McGill. <laughs> Uh, all right, so where does that leave us, mate? We're moving into uh, bet of the week. Bet of the week. Um, last week, I was betting against myself with, with mixing that up, but uh, either way, I didn't pick both those. I um, I certainly didn't pick GWS to win, so um, no good. Um, My Knights cost you me. Because you had the night, so we only had yep. to pick two teams. We haven't yep. had to do that. But, Filthy. Um, let's mix it up this week. I, like I said, I'm going to stick with the favourites, so highs into the lines, but I've got them both... Um, both one to thirty, yep. so just I think they'll be tight games. So um, that'll be five twenty-five. So beautiful, two close games, bit more value. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Good odds, uh, mate. I have tonight same game multi Panthers minus six and a half. Brian Toto, the right winger, to score. He's nabbed eighteen tries this year, which is pretty good. And Melbourne Storm total points just for them. Under 12 and a half. I think the Penrith defence will match up brilliantly on Melbourne tonight. And uh, I think they'll be lucky to score more than two converted tries. So that'll get you $3.10. Happy days. Happy days. Uh, all right. So we do have a bit of a Pixie Watch uh, yes. key pressure update. Those would have seen, I, I did post in our Facebook group that she was running. She ran on Wednesday at Warwick Farm. Uh, respectable third place um, behind a very fast and very good Gay Waterhouse uh, Aditi, um, ridden by Joe Marrera, who is back in town riding good horses and winning stuff. So, um, yes, hard to, hard to, to, to not break the maiden, but um, look, she's respectable. And if you manage to get a punt on the, the place at $4, you'd be very well rewarded with that third place. So, look, looking stronger for the run. Um, not sure, not too, too sure where from here. I know she's pulled up really well. So I think there'll be a step up perhaps or maybe chasing another one of those maidens. Um, but look, I, I would have loved to see the win. I did travel down to Warwick Farm to, to watch that one, uh, which was always exciting to be on the track. But, um, you know, you want the win, but still a really good performance. And I think our expectations are pretty high now because of that um, group one placing. So we're always expecting big results. But look, a third place in that race is nothing to scoff at. And um She's just getting fitter by the run too, so she should be showing some good form for the the later part of the the carnival. So yeah, yep. it was a good day. No, she did really well, mate. And yeah, those odds were crazy. I thought so. Yeah, well done to peer pressure. Uh, onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, we'll keep you posted as uh, her next race is announced. Uh, I don't know, mate. That's probably it from me this week. You got anything else to yep. add? Nah, that's it for me. Enjoy your footy this weekend, listeners. It'll be a cracker in both codes. So, yeah, uh, tell your mates where we're at and give us a little shout-out. Follow us on social media, all that sort of stuff. And wherever you are this weekend, enjoy your beers in the sheds.